0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app.
1: Shouldn't you be at work? When's the seagulls the it's because they think sergeants will be strong into the
2: sea.
3: I will love it if we beat them, love it.
2: I'll have a low fat pizza or something like that or a few biscuits and some milk on a Sunday.
3: And you can pair
1: up if you like, and you can fucking pick someone else to help you, and you can bring your fucking dinner.
0: Now, you know him better than anybody, Bobby.
4: Do
3: you back him to score quickly, yes or no? Yes. Oh, oh he hasn't. No!
1: Hello and welcome to the end of series episode of Quickly, Kevin, Will He Score? It's The Quiz. I'm Chris Gold. Joining me as always, Josh Whitaker. Howdy. And a man fresh from trying to shut down clips of Peter Schmeichel getting lobbed by Davor Suker at Euro 96 on Twitter it's Michael Martin.
3: I would just like, on that one particular clip, can I say, he's offside. Should not have counted.
5: <laughs> can I say, I, I was in a car this morning, in a car, I was driving a car, uh, and um, the t- day of recording, this is the day uh, before uh, Manchester United were in a really pointless European trophy this evening. And. Um, they had Peter Schmeichel on, on uh, Five Live. And they asked him about Man U, and he answered, and then they asked him whether, um, who's the guy, Henderson, yep. Dean Henderson, should be in the England squad. And he said, that's not for me to comment, I'm Danish. And I thought, what a strange decision yeah. to make. You're here to talk about Bronby, and that's it.
1: Joe, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I saw an interview with Peter Schmeichel recently, where he was talking about, like, uh, the interview asked him, like, how do you, like, you and Casper, do you give him much advice? And Peter Michael said, we never talk about oh, football. Oh, come on. He said, it wouldn't be fair on the family. That, uh, but no. you just saying that makes... I thought that's, that was rubbish, but
5: you saying that makes me think it's true. There's no way that they aren't talking about goalkeeping, at the very least. I, I, I mean, this is like a similarity thing, right? On the set of The Last Leg, Brooker and Hills always talk about their prosthetic legs because they've... That it's rare that you you know someone that has the exact same experience yeah. as you. And so to sit down with a professional goalkeeper and not go, you know that thing when, you know, when you thought think you brought out your glove towel, but actually you've left it in the tunnel and then you're panicking for the rest of the game or whatever. You'd be doing that all the fucking time if you were sitting with another goalie, yeah. wouldn't
3: you? Unless it's such a busman's holiday that they, they just don't want to talk about it.
5: One other thing
1: Peter Michael said was that he said, he doesn't talk to him about football because he said he's got managers and coaches
5: for that so he was like we we don't we keep it away I'm going to ask you this I'm going to ask you this Skull if your dad was the host of Guardian Football Weekly. Would you ever discuss football podcasting or would you consider it too much shop? Absolutely. I'd never talk to him about that. It's not respectful to the family.
6: <laughs>
5: can't,
1: be, can't be sad Christmas dinner where I'm going, I really love the brand that Barry Glendenning's
5: created for himself. That's going to go down like a sack of shit. Um, Skull. Shall we move on from Peter Schmeichel? Because it is a big week, isn't it, for the 90s o'clock news?
1: Let's get into it. It's time for today's 90s o'clock news.
3: From the headquarters of ITN, News at 10, with Chris Scull.
1: Our main story tonight, a huge announcement about Euro 2021 coverage. And our second story, how Steve Froggett made his wife. So, top story is this, bit of hush please. To quote Tony Blair, I feel the hand of history on our shoulders. After four years of talking about the 90s, we here at Quickly Kevin have a huge announcement. For one month only, we've made the decision to go topical for Euro 2021, Josh.
5: Thoughts? Yes, well, we will admit this came from a conversation when the pubs reopened. We were sat in the rain and uh, the rain was splashing off our pizzas. But genuinely, this is the most exciting thing we have done since Michael recorded the jingle to Do I Remember This Right? Basically, this all came about from something Chris said uh, about what he loved about France 98.
1: Yeah, which is something that hasn't come up before. My One of my favourite things about France 98 was the big breakfast coverage. In the morning, like waking up and getting a bit of colour about what was going on in the tournament. They had a roving reporter. It just, for me, like France 98, some of my biggest memories are just presenting, discussing that tournament that was happening
5: there and then. And I thought,
1: we could do that. Listeners of this show could wake up in the morning and listen to us talk about it.
5: Yeah, I used to listen in Euro 96. I vividly remember every morning on Radio 1, Chris Evans would cover it and it would feel like so exciting and it would feel like it was the soundtrack to your summer 2006 I was working at Dora the Explorer magazine and I had nothing to do during the World Cup and it was the first ever time the Guardian did their podcast they did their daily podcast and I listened to that every day and it became as much a part of the World Cup as any of the other coverage it became it became my World Cup Michael, what has inspired you towards this decision? Well,
3: I would like to echo both of those sentiments, but also for me, it's about um, growing up in the 90s, I would get chastised in the summers for uh, spending far too much time playing Championship Manager, and in particular in the later editions, messing around with a data editor. You know, people would say, what are you doing? You're wasting your time on that game. Why don't you get a job or a girlfriend or pass your driving test? And this, this is a chance for me to tell all of those people that I was preparing for the biggest announcement of my life 25 years later.
5: So, we want to be your 2021 Big Breakfast, Chris Evans Breakfast Show, or dare we say it, Guardian Football Daily. We have decided we're going to take everything you love about Quickly Kevin and for one month only, bringing it into the present day at Euro 2021. And I've really cemented
1: this decision by the fact that I've bought myself, my wife and my one-year-old daughter England kids. That's how much I'm going into this. We will begin next week with the first of our two preview episodes. And then once the tournament starts, three podcasts per week throughout the tournament, each recorded the night before release, because we are, let's face it, going to be bloody topical now.
5: On top of this, you know there's quite boring games in the tournament that you have on in the background. And you kind of, you're watching them, but what you want to be doing is watching them with your mates or your favourite podcast as well. Now you can. We will be doing watch-alongs of matches throughout the tournaments. For certain games, join us on Zoom or, you know, whatever technology it is, to watch the match with us and our special guests. Beginning with England's friendly against Romania on Sunday the 6th of June, and then again for France v Spain in week one of the tournament, plus more soon to be announced fixtures
3: yeah and just so we don't miss out on the 90s completely we will also be running the uh, previously announced championship manager euro 96 tournament so that'll be eight quickly kevin regulars including us three will face off against eight quickly kevin fan club members as we recreate euro 96 on championship manager it's not to be missed and if you want a chance of taking part you need to make sure you've signed up to the quickly kevin fan club by wednesday the 2nd of june to be eligible for the draw
1: and so i guess this is the moment we might give you a little bit of a tease of our punditry team this summer so across our podcast and watch alongs we're going to be joined by our favorite cast of quickly kevin friends so your lineup looks a little bit like this matt ford ivo graham tom crane tom parry nish kumar and many more will be dropping in to keep the spirits up and convince us that england brackets, Wales or Scotland, may win this tournament. Plus, there's going to be a few wild cards and people in there that have been to major tournaments as players, broadcasters, or indeed, maybe even
5: uh, Italian 90 mascot Chow might be turning up, maybe. But don't worry, we won't be asking them whether Harry Kane should be playing up front on his own in a one or two. Instead, we will be asking, what is it like to room with Steve Hodge? This is still quickly, Kevin, after all. And to give you an idea of our booking
1: plans, genuinely... Just yesterday, we were rejected by Yuri Geller, who, in his words, said, I don't do podcasts. So that is a flavour where
5: we're casting this rod out. That's, that's who we're trying to book. That's who we're trying to book. Also, uh, please do not worry if you hate England. We will be supporting all of the home nations. We'll have representatives of Scotland and Wales on the panel as well. It isn't just for England fans, which is good. But, Michael, why are we so excited about Quickly Kevin? above all the podcasts available during the World Cup. Well,
3: one of the many reasons we're excited is that all of this, we are confident, will be nothing like what any of the other TV, radio, newspapers and podcasts are offering throughout the tournament. We're going to be focusing on all of the things that Quickly Kevin fans and us care about.
1: So, some of the things we'll be talking about. Expect us to analyse the kits, the BBC and ITV theme tunes, commentary teams, mascots, Casper Schmeichel being chipped, parallels to 90s tournaments weird things that happened to michael as a child and i will be insisting and michael and josh don't know this yet that somehow we feature the commentary of andy carroll's goal against sweden in the euros in our opening titles plus stories of us watching the game in josh's garden slash fan park and of course
5: getting drunk as the tournament progresses I should be clear, expect us not to talk about false nines, double pivots, the German school, the financial workings of UEFA or expected goals. We have no interest or knowledge of those.
7: I
1: am so excited about this. It's our opportunity to make a topical football show in the spirit of Quickly Kevin. It couldn't be more exciting. This could potentially be the best month of our lives, people
3: far better than 1966 because that was hugely overrated and if all of that wasn't enough there's also going to be a huge bounty of quickly kevin and 90s football prizes to give away during the tournament including uh, a new batch of letters for town football shirts are on their way soon and we have done the mad thing of giving me the keys to the quickly kevin bank account and 1000 pounds to spend on an array of 90s football goodies, signed stuff, merch, rare stuff. Now, we also need to admit that we have made
5: a slight error in planning. Now, seeing as we only came up with this idea 3 weeks ago and by that point everyone else have got all their sponsors and partnerships to finance their tournament, we have failed hugely to get any financial backing and on top of this We've invested in paying guests, getting someone to edit overnight. Technical fees, I don't understand for the watch-alongs. As I said, Michael's eBay addiction. Plus, Chris, what have you spent £200 on?
1: I've spent £200 on getting our theme remixed, especially for this major topical tournament. Do you want to hear a bit of it? Yes, please. Here we go. There we go, listen to that. So, listen, in an effort not to lose thousands of pounds while giving ourselves loads of extra work, when I've got a job, Josh has got a two-week-old baby, Michael is spending
5: all of his time defending Peter Schmeichel on social media, we need help. Monday's episodes will be available on our normal feeds to free, but Wednesday's and Friday's episodes and the watch-alongs uh, will be available for XJ8 patron subscribers. The Championship Manager Tournament... Is available to all Patreon subscribers, so don't worry, try peas.
1: Go on, chuck us a tenner for just the price of a couple of London pints. You're going to get 13 podcasts, numerous watch-alongs, Championship Manager rerun of Euro 96 prizes and lots more.
5: The perfect soundtrack to the perfect summer. These are memories you will have forever. This is a reason for your summer not to be built on memories of Danny Murphy and Mark Pugach but instead on Matt Ford, Ivo Graham, and numerous mentions of Yuri Geller, who will not be replying because he doesn't do
3: podcasts. Plus, on top of all of that, you get access to hours and hours of exclusive Patreon only episodes that are already there, including the first seven episodes of the chapter by chapter Steve Bruce read along with Ivo Graham. There's quickly covered film club episodes of Escape to Victory, A Shot at Glory, and Mike Bassett, England Manager. All of the extended Patreon versions of the normal episodes. And everyone who is a Patreon at the beginning of July will be in line for. Three, yes, three pieces of QK merchandise that are being sent out in one big bundle. We were going to send them out four times a year. We realised logistically it's an absolute nightmare, so we're going to send them all out once after the tournament.
5: Now we know signing up for Patreon isn't possible for everyone, and we will still be putting out the regular series of Quickly Kevin throughout the year as always. But for those of you that have signed up or are going to sign up, we'd also like to say a massive thank you for your support, as it allows us to make even more episodes of the show we love. I'll be honest with you, footballers do not do anything without a pound note in their pocket. We could not do it without the likes of you. Because that private detective team, Michael's had tracking David Batty for the last three years, that does not come cheap.
1: And, you know, I was offering big bucks to Yuri Geller and it still wasn't enough. So... It wasn't enough! It wasn't enough! Quote, unquote,
5: I don't do podcasts. He hates the platform. He doesn't do podcasts. I'll be honest with you, Chris... It's the only positive financial use this podcast has had in the last three weeks is Yuri Geller turning down our money.
1: If you run a podcast and you want Yuri Geller on it, dream on. Otherwise, if you want a <laughs> summer full of Quickly Kevin content, three episodes a week, and everything we talked about, just get yourself over to patreon.com forward slash quickly Kevin, sign up, and I promise you, you won't regret it, especially if you enjoyed Big Breakfast coverage of France on the 8.
5: Chris, have we got time for any more 90s o'clock news? We are well over schedule, so sadly we do not have
1: time to... discuss how Steve Froggett met his wife and on that someone came up to me in the street I haven't even told you this someone came up to me in the street I
5: was walking through London
1: and asked me how Steve Froggett met his wife
5: (laughs) and I told them and they couldn't believe it and then you had to kill them (laughs) (laughs) okay the end series quiz is always uh, one of my favourite episodes this is quickly Kevin end of season quiz when the seagulls follow the
1: troller. It's because they think sergeants
3: will be thrown into the sea. Thank you.
1: It's time for the end of season quiz, which means I'm handing over the reins to our Master of Ceremonies, Michael Marden. Uh,
3: yes, as is tradition to close out the series, we've got the uh, loosely themed 90s football quiz. So uh, this series, Josh will be joined by comedian and quickly Kevin debutante George Lewis. And uh, Chris, you'll be joined by goalkeeper, comedian and choir boy Lloyd Griffith. <laughs> yes. Are you
7: confident, George? Uh, I'm getting very nervous, I get very nervous with quizzes, it's... Uh, Do you? Oh,
3: that's a lie. Yeah, I feel
7: like... I- <laughs> I'm a... i am I feel like humiliation is just the thing that I try to escape. I played 5Aside the other night for the first time in three years, and I remember beforehand, I asked what the standard was like, and he went, mixed. So I thought, that means there's going to be some shit players there. Within yeah. three minutes... It had become mixed because I turned up. It was <laughs> awful. I was just, yeah, just trying to avoid humiliation. But I reckon, I reckon, I get a good start, and we're uh,
5: yeah, good you know, solid start. Endurance. Get some numbers under the belt. Yeah. That's the thing. You can't recreate
1: the tension of a good quiz, can you? It's like penalty shootout. No. You can practice them all you want, but when it
5: comes to the dance, you just can't recreate that. No. Yes. Like a penalty shootout Peter Shilton with a quiz He will get the right answer after it's been given That's what he
3: does (laughs) Right, uh, now before I start We should add the usual disclaimer That um, there will probably be a lot of factual inaccuracies So please, please Don't email me, don't tweet me It's just a bit of fun guys Uh, Now you're mostly playing for Pride and Bragging Rights But as an added bonus, the winners will get to pick Which song (gasps) plays out at the end of the series Okay, are you all ready? Yes That is big trying out a new catchphrase let's get quizzical
4: oh really nice <laughs> also i love like the way you and obviously the, the listeners won't be able to see this but you moved your
3: glasses at the end
4: of that <laughs> catchphrase
3: as well very eric Morecambe. right uh, so the first round is called big man little man now as a tribute to great striking partnerships of the 90s chris and lloyd and george and josh will be required to work together to form a formidable quiz partnership I will ask a series of questions where the answer is a number. The team closest to the correct answer will win the point. However, seeing as we're doing this remotely and the teams aren't able to confer, this is how it will work. Each player will write down their answer on a piece of paper. When prompted, they will reveal their guess. I will then add both the numbers from each team together and divide by two to get the average. That will then be the answer for that team. Here is your first question. Prolific goal-scoring goalkeepers were rife throughout the 90s. But can you tell me, according to Wikipedia, how many <laughs> goals combined did Jose Luis Chiliver and Rene Higuita score in their careers? So I want the combined total of career goals for both keepers, and that's at club and international level. <sighs> Rennie Higita. I don't see him as
5: a goal scorer so much as a guy that just leaves his area a bit sorry at least, surely he's
4: known as a bloke that did the scorpion kick yeah yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah,
6: yeah. guy but like, that
5: leaves his area no no but I mean like I didn't know he scored lots of goals I thought he was more of a kind of in many ways just a precursor to Manuel Neuer do you know what I mean that kind of sweeper keeper yeah. Ar- arrogant out, yeah. Yeah. But I don't I don't want that to influence anyone's guesses.
7: He took free kicks, didn't he? Oh oh did he? Right.
5: But
4: he wasn't very good at but he wasn't very
1: good at him, I should point <laughs> out.
7: Did he take penalties?
1: He was called um He must have taken penalties. Yeah. yeah. We know that's such a big South American thing. You know they're all of flushed with the confidence from copious amounts of cocaine, isn't it? That's, <laughs> that's what it is.
5: <laughs> Higuita, um, I watched a, a documentary about Andreas es- called The Two Escobars. And Higuita got put in prison for um, being involved in a kidnap plot, I think. Gosh. Yes. So don't, don't, you know, let that inform your answer as you want. <laughs> Wasn't he arrested for scoring
3: 30 goals in a season? <laughs> <laughs> Does everyone have a number?
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: OK, so we're going to start with you, please, Josh. 62. Oh. 62 in Jesus. total. I don't know what those reactions mean. George, what is your total?
4: 27. 27. Oh, mate. <laughs> no, oh, God. Man. Well, oh, I man. know, sorry, I know that one of them scored at least double that. Oh, my
3: God. Lloyd, what's your number? I went really, I went
4: really big. 96.
1: Flipping 96.
4: 96. I'm not saying they didn't take it seriously in South America, per se, but I mean, yeah. you've got a bloke who also kidnapped someone apparently, so if he's going, hello mate, I'm going to take that is. free kick, you're yeah, no, you can absolutely take it, yeah, so I don't want to end up in the
5: back I, of a, I'm obviously, yeah. I'm now van. hoping it's about 12, the answer. Oh,
1: gosh,
3: it's me. <laughs> Come on, mate. Okay, so... Uh, Josh and George your final answer your combined total is 44.5.
5: Yeah that's that's low. That's low from both of us really.
3: Lloyd and Chris your combined total is 60.5. Oh, no. Come, Come on. I can tell you good. the correct combined total career goals for Schilever and Higita was 98. Oh, 80 oh, 80 oh, 80 oh, Lloyd, Lloyd.
4: <laughs> Lloyd. Well done. <laughs> I knew I knew that um, Higuita had scored a lot, and I knew that Schüler was known for scoring a lot, but I didn't know how many.
3: Higuita scored 44, and Schüler scored 54.
4: Oh my word! Cool. I'm done. Thanks very much. Thanks very much <laughs> for having me, guys. <laughs> uh,
3: question number two. In total, excluding penalty shootouts, how many goals were scored at Euro '96? Right. So we will start with Chris this time, please.
1: I think it's 169 goals scored at USA 94, and we're basically around less in Euro 96, so I'm going with 149.
5: Oh, he's had a fucking nightmare, and I love it. Oh, what? Was it 189? Well, there's a lot less teams at Euro 96. There was only 16 teams. Oh, shit, the bed. I've gone quite similar, and no workings out. I've gone 141. Oh, welcome back to, uh, welcome back to one all here, George, unless you, I mean, let... don't go, don't go speaking too soon, mate.
7: <laughs> I think I'll
3: drag it down. Don't worry. Okay.
5: Okay. Uh,
3: okay. Uh, George, what's your number, please? I'm,
7: I'm on 167. Oh, you're fucking kidding me, mate. I
4: can't believe you've gone that high. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> it's okay, okay fine. I've got you. Fine. That's fine. That's fine. Unless <laughs> Josh. Unless Josh has Josh. gone
5: four. <laughs> Josh has gone four goals. 71. No, more than that. There was only, because there'd be six games in each group. That's 24 games, four quarterfinals. That's 28. Two semis in the final, 31 games. Two and a half goals a game.
3: So, uh... Chris and Lloyd, your average answer was 145 goals scored.
5: Can I ask why,
3: Chris, you knew
5: how many goals were scored at USA 94? It's on the video. The video was called 169
1: <laughs> goals at USA, <laughs> na- USA 94, which I had.
2: That's what the video's got. <laughs> Such a There's really the cover I, in my
5: mind. Is that excluding Diana Ross, obviously, because she missed? <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, Josh and George, your average score was 119. I can tell you the correct answer was 64 oh wow that's low 64
5: is that it that's barely two
3: goals a game just just over two goals a game um
1: it was actually 159 goals at USA 94 so I fucked that up as well
3: (laughs) (laughs) okay question number three the opening goal of that tournament was scored by Alan Shearer in yeah. a one all draw with Switzerland. Correct. One point But in what minute mm. but in what minute of the game was that goal oh, scored? You fucking
5: <laughs> oh sorry. <laughs> We'll have to bleep that out. And also, as well, it's such an aggressive swear word yeah. for, for what is quite yeah. a jovial question. <laughs> Do you know what? It was more aimed at the question.
4: Oh, I've got a feet I've got a number in my head, but I don't think it's right. Lloyd's collapse Chris, of it- confidence since since show
5: voting it- you- with the uh, mathematics of Rennie Higita's career.
3: Has- <laughs> Chris, if you go, if you go, no, uh, no, no, like- no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. conferring confirming allowed. We will start. Uh, we'll start with George, please. Mm-hmm.
7: Minute
5: number 19. oh
3: 19. OK. Josh? 18. Ooh. <laughs> OK. Interesting.
5: Okay. Chris? But I, that's not based on a knowledge, other than that I knew it was the first <laughs> half. Yeah,
1: because I remember Switzerland scoring in the second half at that goal to the left. So it was definitely first half, uh, and Shearer scores to the left, so I think it's <sighs> 30. I think it was later on.
3: OK, 30. Lloyd, what have you gone I've, for, please? I've gone 11. Jesus
1: Bloody Actually hell, that might
3: work out
5: exactly the same
3: So uh, Josh and George are on 18.5 Chris and Lloyd are on 20.5
5: oh, oh, ho, ho, ho,
3: ho. Let's hope tight. it was 19 It was
7: the 90th minute
3: <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you The correct time that Alan Shearer's goal was scored Was the 23rd
7: minute
1: oh, oh, Come on Lloyd Legend.
3: We're on flames here And finally this round And you might need a calculator for this one there were eight host venues during that tournament. They were Wembley, Old Trafford, Anfield, Villa Park, Ellen Road, Hillsborough, the City Ground, and St. James's Park. At the time of the tournament, what was the combined total capacity Superb of, oh my of all question. eight grounds?
5: Could you just give us those grounds again?
3: Yeah, Wembley, Old Trafford, yeah. Anfield, Villa Park... Ellen Road, Hillsborough, the City Ground, and St James's Park. So we want the combined total capacity at the time of the tournament for those eight grounds.
5: Interesting when noting down to see, I've never noticed this before, that St James's Park has got the same initials as Sarah Jessica Parker. (laughs) (laughs) SJP. There we go. Bonus point? No. This
4: This is such a great question.
5: Yeah, beyond Wembley, I'm just going to kind of go with a mean, I think. It's exactly what I've done. No, I'm going for... I'm trying to go back to a sticker book. You're going to count them. okay? Right,
3: everyone got a number?
5: Yeah. We'll start with you, please, Josh.
7: 340,000. Oh! George? I think it's... I think it's surely quite a bit higher than that, is it? 5- five hundred and sixty thousand.
4: Absolutely Whoa! Absolute, absolute
7: Lunatic. What <laughs> are you <laughs> doing? It wasn't standing. Absolute <laughs> lunatic.
1: That's Absolutely incredible. Idiot. So I've gone from I've gone for an average of forty two thousand times eight which is three hundred and thirty-six thousand.
5: Oh welcome to the oh George.
1: <laughs> yeah, <I> just, <laughs>
4: I've just I've just gone for a memory of what the actual um uh, the capacities, capacities were, and I've just gone for three hundred eighty four thousand. Uh, I'm happy with that three hundred
5: eighty four thousand. Can we just go and can we just dig into George's maths? <laughs> <laughs> I'd love you to show your workings.
7: What was your, what was your number, George? So, uh, what did I say five hundred yeah. <laughs> <Just> sixty thousand? Yeah, sixty. Based on
4: based on Wembley being two hundred thousand. <laughs> and then a median of 30 for the rest
5: uh, how have you reached that number have you just so that's
7: uh, 8 times uh, 6 is that 8 times 6 I didn't realise we were doing Casas' Countdown today
5: so, uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's 8 times 70
7: oh fucking hell. yeah that's 8 times 70 health and safety was, was, was lax back then wasn't it from so people in. I still
6: think
5: they were ticketed like definitely
3: ticketed <laughs> Are you thinking of Glastonbury, George? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Josh and George, your combined average was four hundred fifty thousand. And uh, Chris and Lloyd, your combined average was three hundred sixty thousand. Christopher Lloyd. Tell you, <laughs> <laughs> lovely stuff. I Bit can tell you. I can tell you the correct capacity was three hundred and sixty thousand eight hundred fifty eight
4: we're absolutely wow. at home pretty can, good not for any but can, can I because I actually wrote down the, the, the stadiums and then the actual numbers oh, yeah, of what I thought they were um, so no I, one wants I, to I,
5: see it Lloyd <laughs> <laughs> wait Lloyd Lloyd that's something that, take a photo we really need some good Instagram content yeah. <laughs> we'll pop it on there Run us through the answers, Michael. Uh,
3: okay, so Wembley Stadium was uh, 76,567. Old Trafford at the time was 55,000. I
5: put
4: 56.
3: Anfield was 42,730. I put 48. Villa Park <laughs> was 40,310. I put 45. Ellen Road oh. was 40,204.
4: I put 42.
3: Hillsborough, thirty-nine thousand eight hundred fifty-nine. Oh, I said thirty-eight. The City Ground was thirty thousand five hundred thirty-nine. Thirty-five. And St James's Park was thirty-six thousand. That's where. That's where we're on.
5: I picture that bigger, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I put fifty for St
4: James's Park.
5: Even even before the big old canopy, I thought it was still mm. a big old
4: boy.
3: Okay, next round is a familiar favourite. Starting eleven. In this round, I will give a classic football match from the 90s. Each team will then take it in turn to name a player from either side who appeared in that game. If at any point you name a player who did not appear during the match, you are eliminated, and that includes both used and unused substitutes. The game in question? That's a brutal version
5: of uh, Brutal House Rules yeah. this year.
3: Well, it's like prison rules, isn't it? We're messing around there's, no, there's no two shots on the black here. The game in question is the final match of the last tournament England ever won, Le Tournoi. 10th of June 1997, England versus Brazil. And, George, would you like to kick things off, please?
7: All right, Gary Neville.
3: Good, solid, solid stuff. Oh no.
7: Why is he, oh, why no. is he clicking? Why is he looking? <laughs>
5: <laughs>
3: Unfortunately
5: Oh for the love of that Are you kidding me?
3: But that's not your fault George <laughs> Gary Neville came on a, a sub in oh. the 20th oh, minutes So prison you, rules are, of... you are eliminated oh. Oh, I'm taking off my jacket, jacket. Oh, That's oh what prison my rules God. Are. Brutal. What's, what's, What are prison rules? In previous versions of the game If you name a, a used substitute You get to pick again But in this version of the game You are immediately eliminated
7: You are assaulted in the showers
3: <laughs> okay, so uh, Lloyd, you're up next, please. Well, I am think it could be for either team. Yeah, yeah, either team. Yeah, so
4: I'm going to go for the goal scorer, which I believe was Romario. Oh, <gasps> Wow! Correct. I didn't
1: even know this game existed. Okay, Josh, your turn. Alan Shearer. Correct. Uh, we're saying either team, right? Either team, yeah. Roberto Carlos? Correct. <gasps> uh,
5: David Seaman.
1: Ah,
3: oh. correct.
4: Uh, Paul Gascoigne, correct.
3: Yes, Ooh. go on, boy. Taffarel, oh, ho, 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 ho. correct. Yes, Cafu. Correct.
5: In a way, the Brazilians are easier because you can't think of the other options that could have been there. Do you know what I mean? It feels like you're limited so much. Also, with Brazilians, you can just
4: say Brazilian names and the likelihood is they (laughs) in the hope that, oh, yeah, they played in 17 different tournaments. It's four different players.
1: (laughs) Graham Lesseau. Oh, that was a good answer. That was mine. Correct. Thank you. Who is it now?
3: Uh, Chris the go.
5: Uh Saul Campbell, correct. Oh come on! I'm just trying to think of that Brazil team that played in the following World Cup. Yes, but I don't know if this guy was injured. But I suppose that's the same for everyone. Teddy Sheringham, correct.
7: Well done, Josh.
3: Yeah, that was
5: a that was a tight one. That could have been anyone there. Uh
3: Lloyd, over to you. The original Ronaldo, correct. That was a lucky guess. Yeah.
1: Wait, Tony, Tony Adams?
3: You, you, you posed that as if you were considering picking him. Are you picking him? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so
3: serious.
1: Oh, he's playing mind games with me. Oh, he's got a bit. Of, I don't think he's injured. I think he's there. I think
5: it's
3: Tony Adams. Incorrect. Oh, Very God. good. Right. Over to you, Josh. Who the
5: fuck was playing in the Brazilian midfield that year? Um, I'm going to go with Paul Ince.
1: Oh. I don't think he's
5: there. Correct.
6: I think
1: he yes.
7: oh,
6: oh my oh.
1: god. Yeah,
5: played, I think.
7: Brilliant, yeah.
1: I think there's some can't believe this. <laughs> I think there's a mad striker who's playing in this
5: for England. Oh no, sorry. Um, Andy Carroll. Well, Sharon <laughs> Sharon <laughs> are not they?
4: Martin Keown. Oh. Oh. <laughs>
3: Correct What? Oh. No Marta. That is incredible.
5: Lloyd That's an astonishing that incredible
3: He came off in the 20th minute For Gary Neville So I did it. Picked up an injury Yeah I presume he's oh. Oh. an
5: injury Not a tactical I think, substitution I know, at I that think stage.
4: I think I loathe <laughs> Someone
5: that played Okay Rivaldo Oh no He's gone
3: incorrect oh,
5: yes. well well, right they done, didn't play. to be fair Lloyd you deserve that for Keoughan alone am I right in saying that here we go showboat <laughs> Phil,
4: Phil Neville started and he Gary did, didn't yes. yeah. bloody hell what was the full Brazilian team
3: the uh, full Brazilian team was uh, Taffarel Cafu Aldair Celio oh Silva Denilson Roberto Carlos uh, Flavio Conceição. Dunga, Ronaldo, Ninhardt and Romario.
5: I I didn't know if Dunga had retired. Yeah. I'm sure Dunga's at France 98, isn't he? Yeah, he must have been,
3: yeah. England was... um, I think they must have played five at the back. Seaman, Keown Campbell, Ince, Southgate, Lasso, Phil Neville, Paul Gascoigne, Shearer, Sheringham, Paul Scholes.
4: Scholes played, didn't he? Scholes.
3: Time for the next round. This round is called Who Am I? So I will give you a series of clues... About an iconic nineties figure. If at any point you think you know who that person is, you can buzz in and guess. If you guess correctly after the first clue, your team will receive five points. If you guess correctly after the second clue, your team will receive four points, and so on and so forth. However, if you buzz in and guess incorrectly at any stage, you will be eliminated from that round. Okay. But your make whole sense? team or just you? Just just you as an individual. Okay.
5: Express yourself and play your own game, George.
3: Yeah, we gonna fall for one
7: of us to yeah, I think absolutely I th- go for it if we need to.
3: Clue number one. I was born in Lincoln on the 9th of March, 1973. Clue number two. I began my career at Aston Villa. Chris, Chris has buzzed. Ah,
1: uh, no, uh, what are doing?
5: <laughs> yeah, you've got to say it quickly
1: if okay. you buzz. You've got to say uh, it quickly
3: if you buzz. Come on.
5: Daley and Atkinson.
3: I'm afraid that's incorrect Clue number two I began my career at Aston Villa First as a trainee between 1989 and 1991 And then as a pro from 1991 to 1994 Clue number three Establishing myself as a Skillful, predominantly left-sided Winger, I was sold To Wolves in Buzz 1994 Josh. Steve Froggers Josh. Correct. Oh, yes, well done,
7: Josh.
3: I would not have got
7: that. Lovely.
1: Uh... The correct
3: answer was Steve Froggart. Uh It would have been clue number four would have been, in 1998, I signed for Coventry for a fee of £1.9 million and received a surprise call-up to Kevin Keegan's England squad in November 1999, more than six years after my previous England under-21 cap. And clue number five, to this day... It still remains a mystery how I met my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next person, same rules. Who am I? Okay, fingers on buzzers. Everyone's back in. Clue number one: I was born in Corbridge on the thirty-first of December, nineteen sixty.
7: I've never heard of Corbridge. No, neither have I.
3: Clue number two: I was capped eight times for England Youth and once for England B. Clue number three. After signing for Norwich for a transfer fee of somewhere in the region of £125,000, I scored an own goal on my debut, but then went on to be named Norwich Player of the Year that season. Chris. Brian Gunn? Incorrect. Clue number four. In 1987... I signed for Manchester United and went on to play over 300 league games for the club, winning three FA Cups, three Premier League titles... Lloyd? Lloyd? Is it Mike Phelan? Incorrect.
7: We're out. I
4: should have waited, sorry.
3: I signed for Manchester United and went on to play over 300 league games for the club, winning three FA Cups, three Premier League titles, but never received a full England cap.
5: About Josh, is it Steve Bruce?
3: It is Steve Bruce. Yes. Oh, well
6: wow. <laughs> He's oh. older than you
3: think, isn't he? Yeah. I she was
4: like a No, I was going, that is the same year my mum was born. <laughs> Who is that footballer?
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> How is Steve Bruce 30 in 1990? He played late, didn't he?
3: Strong round there from, uh, from Josh oh, and George. Wow.
5: I'm just reading um,
7: Bentner's autobiography. And Steve Bruce comes across brilliantly. Does he? Yeah, he's the only person in the whole book that he doesn't slag off. He loves him. I've I've,
4: I've got people that are friends with him and they absolutely adore him. Absolutely
5: adore Steve Bruce. These are not the kind of stories we're looking for on
3: this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So it's time for the final round of the first half 90s football mastermind. Each player will have 90 seconds to answer 10 questions on their chosen specialist subject. One point for each correct answer. This time round, George and Lloyd will play, and in the second half, Chris and Josh will play. Okay. First in the spotlight is Lloyd, who has chosen goalkeepers from the 90s as his mastermind subject. Lloyd, are you ready?
4: Yeah, I'm nervous, mate.
3: Your time starts now. Who, despite recent attempts to destroy his career with baseless accusations oh. of his shortcomings, is without a doubt the best goalkeeper of the '90s? Peter Schmeichel. Correct. That's Jesus. Which goalkeeper conceded only one goal for the entire tournament while guiding his team to an FA Cup 1995 victory?
4: Peter Schmeichel.
3: Neville Southall. Oh, okay. When Blackburn signed Tim Flowers from Southampton in 1993, he became the most expensive goalkeeper in English football. How much was his transfer fee?
4: Was it 1.25 million pounds?
3: It was 2.4 million pounds. Right, I double it, are
4: you there, you're
3: there, aren't you? Uh, Roberto Baggio <laughs> famously missed the crucial penalty in the USA '94 World Cup final. But who was the opposition goalkeeper facing him in that tournament? Taffarel. Correct. And which legendary shot stopper was in goal for the Italians?
4: Uh, uh,
3: Pagliuca. Correct. Who was the first goalkeeper to win a domestic cup double in English football in this decade? Um, so that's the league and FA Cup. Yeah. So... Um,
4: I'm going to say Peter
3: Schmeichel. Incorrect. It was David Seaman. <sighs> Old Safe Hands was England number one for the France '98 World Cup. Can you name the two other net tenders Glenn Hoddle took to the tournament? David James. Incorrect. Oh, it bro. was Nigel Martin and Tim Flowers, and your time is up.
7: Oh, that's actually a very disappointing round. I
5: love net tenders.
3: <laughs> yes. Lloyd, you scored at three. That's not great.
5: It's not. It's not. They weren't easy. They were not easy. Tim Flowers fee. If you remembered that, that would be a a huge
3: call I thought, after the first question I thought they were all going to be Peter Schmeichel Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, exactly Okay, so next up in the Mastermind hot seat is George So George, your topic is Manchester United in the 90s And your time starts now What was the first trophy Alex Ferguson won in the 90s?
7: Oh, it was the, um The FA Cup
3: Correct Success in this competition led to their place In the 1991 Cup Winners' Cup Which striker scored two goals In their 2-1 win over Barcelona in the final?
7: Um, it was Mark Hughes.
3: Correct Who was Manchester United's record signing During the 90s? Ooh.
7: Um, I think it would have been Andy Cole, 7 million
3: uh, Incorrect, it was Dwight York, <sighs> six million. Who was their record player sale of the decade when he was sold for £7 million in 1995?
7: Oof. Um, 95. Loads left in 95. I'm going to go with... Uh, Paul Paulins.
3: Correct. What was United's lowest league-place finish of the decade?
7: Um, it's either, I think it's either 6th or 7th. Seventh.
3: It was sixth. Oh. How many Premier League titles did Alex Ferguson and his team win during the decade? Five. Correct. Uh, what was Manchester United's biggest victory of the 90s? 9
7: 1.
3: 9 0 against Ipswich. And oh. that is
7: your time. Oh.
5: oh. There were some good Pretty questions. Good. Yeah. Solid, solid rounds. I don't know if the quality of the questions will be the same for um, football songs or <laughs> Chris's uh, topic.
3: Uh, so that whistle means it's half time. While well, the teams go off for an inspirational team talk and I work out the scores, here is a quick word from our sponsors.
5: After 90 minutes of share help, you're going to get thirsty. <sighs> this is new isotonic Lucas 8 sport. It gets to your thirst, fast. Isotonic means it's in balance with your body fluids.
3: But I'll tell you, you can tell him now, if you're watching it, we're still fighting for this title.
2: And, And I'll tell you, honestly, I will love it if we beat them, love it.
3: Okay, welcome back to part 2 of the quiz. I can reveal at the end of part 1 at half time. Chris and Lloyd, you have 8 points. Great. Josh and George, you have 9 points. Oh, that is a Very good. Nice. Oh my I god, are we behind? Yeah. That totally
1: affects my team talk.
3: Okay, the next round is called the Never Ending Quiz. And uh, this is all about questions that have been set by the Quickly Kevin fan club members over on the forum. A oh, uh, member there oh, called Secret Squirrel started a brilliant thread where they basically have a never ending 90s football quiz. Uh, I've plundered the questions from here, partly to pay tribute and also because, you know, it's less work and I don't get blamed if the facts are wrong. So, I will ask a question. The next player in line will attempt to answer. If they guess correctly, their team gets the point, and we proceed to the next question. If they get it wrong, it moves round for the next player to guess until someone gets it right, or nobody does, and we move to the next question. There's one point for each correct answer. We tossed a coin before the quiz, and Josh, you are up first. Okay. Which Newcastle midfielder was the uncapped player named in England's Le Tournois squad who never went on to make an appearance for the full national side.
5: Oh, jeez Louise. Um, I, I believe Rob Lee must have played for the, the national side. But the other options are pretty sparse. They're, what, <laughs> they're, they're Lee Clark or Rule Fox. So maybe i go back with... No, Lee Clark...
3: Correct. Oh. Oh, oh, wow. Lovely. OK, question number two, starting with you, Chris. In the 1989-1990 season, six players scored hat-tricks, but only one of them did it twice. Can you name him?
5: These really... Mm. The is no, surely. Gary Lineker?
3: Correct.
2: Oh. 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 Gosh. Come on.
3: Question number three, starting with you, George. The infamous UEFA Cup winners cup was abolished in nineteen ninety-nine. But which Czech midfielder was the last player to score a goal in the competition?
7: Um Karol Pavorski?
3: It's not a bad guess. Incorrect.
5: Oh,
4: so Nedved. Lloyd. Oh. Um I'm gonna go for Nedved if that's alright.
5: Oh, that is all a bit... That's all a bit fishy. Why? What happened? <laughs> we what
4: all heard going Scarlet on say but
3: There will be a gentleman's agreement that if Lloyd was going to say Nedved, we will, we will accept his answer. Yeah, 100% oh,
5: I'm in second, Nedved. <laughs> OK. Scarlet, I hope you can sleep at
1: night.
5: <laughs> Sorry.
1: He didn't hear!
3: The correct answer... I wish I had the speed of thought to make up a Czech midfielder's name now, and it, and it wasn't <laughs> yeah. The correct answer was Pavel Nedved. Yeah. He was like,
5: only Patrick Berger left, really, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs>
3: okay. Question number four, starting with you, Lloyd. Sheffield Wednesday and Middlesbrough hold the distinction of reaching both cup finals in a single season and losing both in the 90s. But which player holds the unfortunate record of being a member of both of those squads during their historically unfortunate seasons? Great question. No idea on the answer. I'm just going to go for...
4: Yeah, and I don't think this is the the right answer. I don't think this person played for Middlesbrough. Des Walker. Which is obviously wrong. Incorrect.
5: It's going to be someone that I didn't know played for Sheffield Wednesday, presumably. Like Steve Vickers. (laughs) incorrect chris
1: i wonder if it's one of the goalkeepers mm. a sub goalkeeper um i can never remember his name ben something no what about i tell you what Gianluca Festa. fester
5: <laughs> oh come on
3: incorrect
5: i i worried for a moment
7: then. so
3: over, over to you george
7: i have no idea on this one um Carlton
3: Palmer. Incorrect. The correct oh answer God. was Ni- Nigel Pearson. Oh,
7: that oh means-
5: my God! Not no. a million years would I've got that. Did cross my mind.
1: Uh, no, no way shame. would I've got that.
3: Question number five. So we're back to starting with you, Josh. Uh, which Chelsea midfielder scored the last Premier League goal of the nineties? Gus Poyet. Incorrect. Chris, over to you.
1: Chelsea midfielder.
3: Um, Dennis Wise. Incorrect. Uh, George, over to you.
7: I don't know what year he left, but I'll go with... It's between two. uh, I'll go with Gianluca Vialli.
3: (sighs) Incorrect. Lloyd? These are so tough, aren't they? It wasn't
4: Jodie Morris, was it?
3: It was Jodie Morris.
6: Right.
7: This is a comeback. This
1: is a
3: comeback. Well done. Question number six, starting with you, Chris. Who was the first Dutchman to play in the Premier League? (laughs) Uh... So, sorry, can I
5: ask... Does that include Division 1? Premier League. So there was only first. one Dutchman in the first year of the Premier League? You think there was only one? If there was more than one, then they were both started
3: at the same time. Well, they might not have started the first game of the Premier Oh, I see. Oh, oh I my see. God. Oh, my Jeez God. Jeez, Louise.
4: This is so difficult. What the
5: bloody horror. Dutch player. Uh, oh, I've got an idea. Is it me first? Uh, no, it's Chris first. I've just got such a good guess in me. I don't even have a think really it's. I think it's going to come round to you, if I'm honest, Josh. <laughs> yeah. I, <know> <laughs> I can't even... I can. Three rude hurlits and then we're at me.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Mark
3: over Mars. <laughs> Incorrect. Uh, George, any guesses? Uh, yeah,
7: I've got a guess, but I feel like I'm going to be going too late. Uh, um, I don't know. Dennis Burkham.
5: That's close to the money mark Overmars.
3: I'm going to go for Ed DeHoy. Incorrect. Josh, last man standing. I think it's Hans Sagers. It was Hans Hans Sagers.
6: yes.
4: (laughs) Yes, lovely.
3: Okay, question number seven, penultimate question this round. Starting with you, George. The professional foul was introduced in 1990, but which QK favourite was the first player to be sent off in the English top flight for this reason? I don't know. Batty!
5: Batty is a solid guess. It's
3: a good guess. It's incorrect. Oh. Lloyd, over to you. Oh, I've Jesus lost my guess.
5: <laughs> it's
4: a random
3: guess. I'm going to go for Rufus Brevitt. Incorrect. Josh? Gary Mabot. Another good guess, but incorrect. Finally, Chris. Is, it, is mine the final guess? Yeah. yeah.
1: So I actually think it's David Seaman and I, but I'm going to say Steve Frogger.
3: The correct answer
1: <laughs>
3: is Steve <laughs> Bruce. Oh, oh, of course it is. Lovely, lovely. lovely bloke. All, All things considered, lovely bloke. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, uh, beginning with you, Lloyd, who scored the last hat trick? Of the 1990s In the Premier League In the Premier League I'm going to go for Andy Cole Incorrect Ian Wright Incorrect Um, Alan Shearer Incorrect Finally George
1: Thierry
7: Henry
3: Incorrect The correct answer was Ole Gunnar Solskjaer In the 5-1 win against Everton On the 4th of December 1999 He actually scored four goals In that game He manages Man United now
6: Do you see that? (laughs) (laughs)
3: So you did there, I was like, wow,
5: that's mad. But you never put the two and two together because he never mentions he played for them, does it? <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Time for the next round. It's the second incarnation of starting eleven. you'll know how it works I'll give you a classic match you try and name a player from that game if they didn't play or if they came on as a sub you are eliminated last team standing wins a point uh sticking with England as we're heading into an international tournament Terry Venable's last match in charge of England was the semi-final defeat to Germany at Euro 96 but that's too obvious a choice and also we've probably done it before at least once so your match this time round is Venable's first ever game as England manager and it was England versus Denmark on the 9th of March 1994 Uh, Lloyd you are first to pick this time
4: Um, Hi there thanks for having me, I would like to go for your friend and mine Mr David Seaman. Correct. Uh
1: George, you're next. Er
7: uh, Stuart Pears. Oh no. I think that's wrong. Incorrect.
5: Oh, oh sh- George! He's oh. got he's got he's got a pair. He's got a starting <laughs> <the> eleven pair. <laughs> a double duck? A double duck! Shit man. Uh
7: is your confidence
5: do you it... I'm doing it with as well, isn't it? <laughs>
7: yeah, Stuart piss. Right, let's move on. Who's next? <laughs> let's get to the interesting bit.
5: Come on. Wow. Uh,
1: John Jensen. No. I said that way, didn't I? John Jensen. Correct. Peter
5: Michael.
3: Correct. Lloyd.
5: Loudrop. No, we're not having that. We're not having that. Absolutely not allowed. <laughs> he Louder. said loud drop.
4: Loud, loud drop. Loud up. drop. I'll go, I'll, I'm happy to pick a brother.
3: Yeah, yep. loud we drop. You need to pick a brother.
4: Loud drop M.
1: Oh, I would not have gone M. Correct. Oh, thank God. Are you going to go loud drop B? <laughs>
3: Come
1: oh, on. Is it me? Where's
3: your bottle? It's, it's, it's Chris now.
1: Is it? Oh, where's your bottle now, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> What's you reckon Lloyd? Should we do it?
3: I mean, oh.
7: yeah. Put your balls on the line. <laughs> yeah, B for balls B for balls
4: I guess if, it, if you get it Then the it it frees up a, a few more other players Yeah Loudrop B
3: Loudrop B Oh god The you suspense that hard. Surely you've got it up there
5: <laughs> He knew Correct before- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's for Loudrop M 1994 <laughs> Oh my god I don't even know who'd won the league that year who'd won the league manu manu yeah
1: it's a difficult one because you've got a new manager coming in in Terry he's going to make big changes. I didn't know you knew him <laughs> <laughs> Terry V
5: I call him yeah vennivol's T was T Paul Ince nah
3: correct
4: uh, <laughs> uh, Lloyd over to you I'm going to go for lasso again please
3: correct.
1: Ooh.
3: Chris, your turn.
1: Uh,
5: Gaza, surely
3: correct. Josh,
5: well, I think the best strike would still have been Alan Shearer at that point.
3: Is that your guess? Yeah,
5: that's not an unrelated opinion. It um, is <laughs> <laughs> my guess. Correct. Oh,
4: so back with you, Lloyd. So if Man United, I'm just trying to think of what the Man United starting lineup would have been that year. Dennis Irwin played a lot of games in that Championship-winning team. actually, yeah. oh, that's <laughs> a good shout. Um, well, on the other side, I'm gonna go for Paul Parker. Oh, mm.
3: correct.
1: Wow, well correct. done. Correct. Yeah, that's a that's well a really good, played, a great answer.
3: So, Chris, your turn.
1: Uh oh, God, this is getting hard, isn't it? I think Darren Anderson's got to be in this oh, team. Oh, so shout.
5: Shout. Correct.
1: Yes. Great.
5: Tony Adams. Correct. Oh, my God. It's just tense old stuff, isn't it? I
4: think to complete that back four, and also with keeping the Man United famous on... If it's co- Come on, you Reds. I think that back four was Lesseau, Parker, Adams, and I think... His Man United. Steve Bruce's Man United teammate Gary Pallister.
1: Oh, be incredible!
4: Incorrect. You, you are right. Oh Whoa. fuck! <laughs> I sorry. I we thought, deserve to win. I thought Chris said. <laughs> I I heard in and it, my zoom went a yeah. little bit, and I was like, "Oh god,
5: I've got it." Inc- it's incorrect, but actually, wow, I don't even remember this game.
3: So, Chris, over to you. There are two remaining England players. One's a striker,
5: right?
1: Yes. I think I know who one of them is. I'm going to go with uh, Teddy Sheringham. That is
3: incorrect.
5: Ugh. Josh. Fleming Pulseven? Was that the name <laughs> of one of the Danish players?
1: I know where with Fleming pulse
3: It might have been. But oh. he did not feature in this oh, game. Oh, fair enough. Uh so Lloyd, you are the last man standing. You have won. Would you like to take a guess at any of the remaining players? I've got a feeling
4: of the last old guard, as it were, so from like the early nineties, did he did Venables still pick Platt? Platt he went, did. Yeah, yeah. He didn't choose Bardsley, did he? He, he Be- also Beardsley. started Peter Beardley, Beardsley, yeah. Bardsley? What the fuck am I about? Oh, David okay, Bardsley.
3: Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah David Platt and Peter Beardsley were the remaining. Beardsley. Uh, David Batty came on for Gascoigne and oh, Matt Letizia came on for Paul Ince.
5: Oh, sign of things to come for those two. <laughs> uh,
3: and then the remaining Denmark players, uh, which we um, might have got one or two, are Carsten De Um don't quote me on the pronunciation there. Mark Reaper. Uh, Jacob Jacob Kjeldberg. Lars Olsen. Henrik Larsson, but obviously not the Swedish Henrik Larsson. Kim Vilfort and Ben Christensen.
4: Oh, that was on another football quiz, the, the Henrik Larsson, and, and someone properly kicked off. And then they were like, oh, there's turns out there's two. <laughs> no, he's Swedish! <laughs> he's Swedish! <laughs> there, there was one that played for Denmark, was there? Yeah.
3: OK, cool. Cheers. OK, time for the final round of the quiz. It's the return of 90s football mastermind. Josh... You are next in the hot seat, and your mastermind subject is 90s football songs.
5: Done no research, there's no simple Wikipedia page on this.
3: Your time starts now. Recent guest of this pod, Suggs, was responsible for Chelsea's 1997 FA Cup song Blue Day, but which singer performed Middlesbrough's song that same year alongside comedian Bob Mortimer? I uh, pass. Chris Rea. In Manchester United's chart-topping collaboration with Status Quo come on you Reds who are the first and last players named when the current squad is sung in the first verse? Ah, uh, Mark Hughes and Lee Sharp Schmeichel and Giggs The song famously went to number one but how many weeks did it spend in the UK top 75 charts?
5: Oh, eight.
3: Fifteen. Oh. Purple Heather was the official Scotland song for Euro 96 Who was the singer?
5: Never heard of it in my life Pass
3: uh, Which American player Released an album in 1998 Alexi Lalas Ginger Alexi Lalas Correct In 1999 Andy Cole released his single Outstanding oh. How many weeks did the track Spend in the UK Top 75? Uh, none One oh. What was the name of Chris Waddle And Basil Bowley's 1991 duet? I don't know <laughs> We've got a feeling Which footballer's song From the 90s Featured these lyrics? I'm the son of a minor, funkiest rhymer, always Paul in Gaston. the news. My crew, Andy Cole.
6: <laughs>
3: the oh. soundtrack to Euro '96 and one of the best-selling UK singles of all time was Brazil and Skinner's Three Lions. According to Wikipedia, excluding streams, to the nearest hundred thousand, how many copies has it sold in total? Oh, right know, eight hundred thousand. One
5: point
3: six million. Oh. That's the hardest
5: impossible. round I've so ever ridiculous. heard on here. Why did you pick that round? Because I got my first three rejected.
7: <laughs> can I give you all a bonus question on that theme? Yeah. So, come on, you red. It was also number one in one other European country. Oh. Which country? Sweden. I was going to say, if Josh gets this, can he have ten points? But you, you didn't get it.
4: No, it's not Sweden. <laughs> right. I, I, I reckon Denmark, maybe?
7: It is oh, Denmark. Denmark. Well, yeah, oh, Denmark. I presume
4: because of Schmeichel. Yeah. yeah.
7: Oh. No points for Lloyd obviously. But
4: that's. That, no, that, I got the Pallister one through that Red Devil song, which my cousins used to sing all the, like,
3: the time. So, currently, the scores are tied. No. At no. no really not Chris, just pass them all and answer the last one, okay? Yeah. Chris, you require one point for the victory. Your mastermind topic is the life and times of Paul Daniels, <laughs> or rather, the Wikipedia page of Paul Daniels. Oh, are God. you ready? Yeah.
5: You'll walk this.
3: Your time starts now. What is Paul Daniels' real full name?
1: Newton Edward Daniels.
3: Correct. Ah. Oh. <laughs> In what year did he marry his beautiful assistant Debbie McGee? Nineteen
1: eighty-eight.
3: Correct. Early in their relationship, they lived together in a house in Denham that once belonged to which James Bond star? Roger Moore. Correct. <laughs> which star sign is Paul Daniels? shit, uh, yeah, Leo. Harry's. His big TV break came in 1970 when he finished runner-up on which iconic British TV talent show?
1: Opportunity knocks. I didn't know that until I read it. Correct. Really?
3: What is Paul Daniels' personalised car number plate?
1: Oh, oh I know this. Magic one. Yeah.
3: Correct. <laughs> When Paul and Debbie appeared on the TV show Wife Swap, who did Debbie trade places with?
1: Vanessa Phelps.
3: Correct. When filming a TV show in 2011, who threw a pizza at <laughs> Paul that got stuck in his eye and forced him to go to hospital? Uh,
1: sooty.
6: <laughs> Correct.
1: Paul Daniel's Wikipedia's great.
3: <laughs> what is the name of Paul Daniel's eldest child?
1: Uh, is it uh, Paul Jr.?
3: Correct. And finally... One of his most famous TV presenting gigs was for the daytime TV show Wipeout, which he hosted for four series. Who took over the role after he left?
1: Oh, st- I don't know. Stephen Mulhern. Monkhouse?
3: It was Bob Monkhouse. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
5: uh,
1: Monk Congratulations,
3: a comprehensive victory there. Yeah. Oh,
5: I'd say Very class close. told there. Fair enough. <laughs> to have your football-based... Um, your football-based was rejected only to watch someone <laughs> walk it on paul daniels as a heartbreaking uh, george uh, the double duck that was that was unfortunate yeah, that's where you lost you lost there yeah. and on
1: uh and a total capacity you're 96 in the millions i think that's what it
7: <laughs> really can i try and claw it back? back i've got a quick 90s anecdote for you for yeah. player. uh josh i may have told you this before on a long drive but so so a, a while ago i used to play five aside sort of every week in uh when i lived in London. And one week, this lad turned up, and he kept saying, oh, I, I, he was a bit of a gobshite, this lad, and he kept talking about all these footballers that he knew, and no-one really liked him, this lad, but he kept promising to bring along a player. And then every time, he'd turn up and he'd got oh, cancelled on me last minute, or, they, you know, they weren't allowed to play. Uh, and then one time we turned up. I was a bit late, and I turned up, and everyone was just really serious, and they were like, George, come on, we've got to get going, we've got to get going. I'm thinking, this is a bit weird. I went in. They introduced me to this new lad, uh, this French guy. And they said, George, Bobby, Bobby, George,
5: um, Bobby, George. It was Bobby. <laughs>
7: it was player Bobby, Bobby George. He was terrible. Uh, and it, it was Robert Perez. and he played what? our yeah. He played our indoor five-a-side game.
5: And how good was he?
7: Incredible. He was really? absolutely fantastic. He didn't he he didn't look like he moved the whole the whole time. He just he was always in space he passed it into the net and he came again the next week he played twice he came twice yeah. that's ridiculous fantastic yeah
4: do you, want, do you want to know a little story um, I regularly text Robert Perez on the, on the, on the daily ah. basis So yeah.
6: <laughs> <laughs> and Lloyd's done me again sorry mate
4: I'm absolutely done with that, but we are good friends
5: Bobby and I are good <laughs> friends ask him if he remembers it Lloyd
7: oh yeah
4: whereabouts was it
7: uh, in Highgate well Highgate. I've got I've got a photo of him with us lot
4: oh can we put it on our instagram yeah yeah absolutely i am um, just uh, not to trump you but I, well it's not to trump yet. um he uh I, I played golf a few months back with um, tom rosenthal and as we were about to tee I i don't think
5: that is a trump actually <laughs> <laughs> well, unless no, you tom, Ro- with tom rosenthal
4: was sort of jim rosenthal therefore that works is it not <laughs> um uh, we started to tee off and then andy cole just starts coming down like with his mates we're like, actually you can see off in front of us if, if you're right mate because we're going to be absolutely awful and actually it turns oh, wow. out they were pretty awful so oh, yeah <laughs> so a lovely little 90s connection as well
5: um ask robert Pires if he remembers playing five a side i can't touch robert perez oh, that. Come well, on. Anime, do you mind playing, do you
4: you remember more playing detail. Five,
5: yeah and it'd be a bit <coughs> robert it, do you remember playing football once
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: do you remember playing football in north london once yeah i do yeah i do
4: he uh Cause I, I chatted to him a bit through, through various things, and then I was just telling oh, I went for a breakfast with uh, Arson the other day, and him and Arson are like really good friends. And I was like, oh really? I was like, <laughs> I was like, what does Arson Finger have for breakfast? And it was he like Robert when he told me this was not joking. Went, uh, the other day he had a uh, black coffee and uh, just uh, a baguette with butter. <laughs> and I was, like, That was the most <laughs> French thing
5: ever. And I was like, seriously? Oh. He went,
4: yeah, just a black coffee, or a baguette with butter. That was it. I was
5: like. That is so fucking French. Oh, it so is a cliche. It's way against the man that's yeah. reinvigorated the English diet. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. he heavy. It <laughs> I wouldn't have yeah. him down. But. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure, guys. Thank you very much. We will see you again.
3: Thanks for having us. Michael,
5: uh, you should do the sign-off, Michael, shouldn't you?
3: Well, you guys need to pick which song you like. Oh, yeah. like oh, yeah.
5: to we sign
1: off for the series? Big thanks to Ramon Vega, Lloyd Griffith, Tom Crane, Ian Moore, Harry Renap, Suggs, Trevor Stephen, and thank you again, Lloyd, and George, magnificent debut. Um, shame about the result. However, when you win a quiz, you get to sign off with of a song. But Lloyd, we've got a singer on. We've got a, a singer on the winning team. Lloyd, uh, is there a song... What Can you sing us out for the series?
4: No, no I don't think we should sing us out for the series. <laughs> I think that would be absolutely, absolutely ridiculous.
6: Um,
5: Lloyd, do you want to just mention your campaign quickly?
4: Oh, uh, yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I'm basically trying to sing the National Anthem at Wembley for the Euros this year, which seems absolutely batshit crazy, but um, that's what I'm trying to do. So it's because... I'm a, because I'm a classically trained singer as well as a comedian and raconteur. So I'm just trying to um yeah sing the national anthem at Wembley during the Euro. So what if you
1: better platform to audition than here
4: <laughs> right now. Okay, well I'll just give you a little burst, but it sounds uh, it yes. sounds mental. So it's just it, it's just um I won't do the, the, the national anthem because that's a bit it doesn't really so I'll do a little bit of um of well an absolute 90s classic. You ready? <clears throat>
3: Come on, you come on, you rich Just keep your button and use your heads. In 90 minutes and let them know It's Man United, here we go
4: So just basically that, yes. like, that is kind of...
3: Yeah, just
4: Brilliant. so I do sing properly, but um, yeah, if you want to, um, it's the like the campaign's called Let Lloyd Sing. So if you want to search that and get behind it and whatever. Quickly, it, so. Kevin
5: gives it its full backing. Yes, um, Mike, you. Are you going to segue into the normal Come On reds Reds? There is that how you're going to
3: do I, it? I, I think I'll go sort of Soulwax, too many DJ style seamless transition between <laughs> the two. <yes.
1: laughs> we'll see if the Euros then. Until then,
3: Robbie Slater.
1: See you later.